Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. How's it going? It's your host, Isaiah. Um, you know how we usually do. We get into a little bit of me before we get into a little bit of the news. Um, I took a day off, at least podcasting-wise. Um, but I really didn't take a day off, per se. Um, I got to do my first guest spot. Got my guest cherry popped. Um, I went on Experiment in Consciousness with Chris and Chris. Um, it's a podcast on Podbean. It was super fun. Uh, pretty much we just got to riff and talk. Um, they gave me a little bit of time to talk about myself, talk about podcasting, talk about each other. It was nice. Nice little mind meld conversation. Um, hopefully I'll be able to get the link up or something like that on, um, my Facebook page, something like that. Um, but yeah, we also got to talk about Dune on a tangent. I mean, I had a, I had a blast. It was good. Um, so definitely recommend you guys checking that out. Um, also some other life stuff that happened this week. Nothing too crazy, nothing too wild. Uh, but I did read a book, uh, another book, I should say. Um, I read A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway. Um, it was a vibe. Um, (laughs) it's my first time reading a Hemingway book. Um, American, what is it, American contemporary uh, authors are kind of hit and miss for me. Some I'm like, ah, you're dope. Some I'm like, nah, you're, you're, you're whack. So, like, I like Steinbeck. I don't like Fitzgerald. That's kind of the, the way I kind of throw it up. But, um, Hemingway... I was always kind of, like, uh, curious about, because, like, I've heard it described by me in jokes and things like that, where he's just, like, a big alcoholic and, um, you know, talks about war a lot. Um, so I read A, a Farewell to Arms to kind of just, like, see what it's about, and pretty much it, it, it hit. It was a war book, um, and there was a lot of alcohol. I really felt like I could feel it. Um, and so, I mean, I've been a little bit of a wine guy, so it was kind of, like, cool to see other wines and, uh just have dialogue about war and I don't know it was a nice book I enjoyed it um also it I feel like it captured the 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 picturesque stuff I mean he was really descriptive and that was really nice um let's see food corner though Uh, I went to Richard's and um I got a pepperoni pineapple pizza and a steak hoagie um I would definitely say comparatively if anyone's thinking and asking um compared to Chester's um, Richard's definitely has a better steak hoagie. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just down to the bread or something, but I was feeling it. They put a hell of hella onions. Not that the other one didn't have onions, but I felt like there was hella. And I love me some onions. Um, but pizza-wise, Chester still wins. Um, I enjoyed the pizza from Richard's, but, you know, crest-wise, all that. But I'm a, I'm a square-cut junkie, even though, like, the middle situation with the square cut is kind of like bleh, but like I still just like it. I think the crust is better at Chester's. Um, let's see what else we got. What uh, I, I did also have a catfish curry from Tycoon Kitchen in Westchester. Very good, very good. Recommend. Um, let's see any other life stuff. Nah, nah, nothing too wild. Like I said, otherwise it's been a week. It's been a good one. Had a good time uh, vibing with people. You know, it's it's a good, it's a good. Um, but yeah, let's get into some news. Shit's been popping off. I mean, like, at first I kind of was like, uh, you know, I'm sick of talking about Russia, Ukraine. I'm sick of talking about this convoy. I've been kind of, like, burnt out a little bit. But, um, there has been some things. Um, we got some updates in the, um, Epstein Chronicles, if you will. 
Um, I've no doubt, uh, this is kind of like a little bit of a double hitter. I'm going to kind of fuse them together, both CNN too. Um, but uh, I have no doubt that True and going to cover some shit, and I'm probably going to, you know, get more enlightened. Um, but there was, for starters, first, first, first off, um, there was the Prince Andrew and Virginia Joffrey, um, settlement, um, the title of this is, uh, Prince Andrew and Virginia Joffrey agreed to settle sex abuse, sex abuse lawsuit. So, uh, this is a big news just because, like, you know, we've talked about it before, um, we weren't sure how things were going to play out, but, um... I think just before things are really revving up in terms of like him having to come and do depositions and all this kind of stuff, he just said, hey, what's the number? And I guess they came to a conclusion. Um, The number hasn't been disclosed. Um, It doesn't look like it will be. At least it says in a letter that was addressed. Um, He said some la, la, rah, rah um, in in this letter, at least like his team. Um, He... Uh, it says, Prince Andrew intends to make a substantial donation to Miss Joffrey's cha- charity in support of victims' rights. Uh, Prince Andrew has never intended to malign Miss Joffrey's character, and he accepts that she has suffered both as an established victim of abuse as a result of unfair public attacks. Um, that comes from the letter. Um, and there's more to it, too, if you, you, know, you want to go on and read it. Um, essentially the letter is something saying like, yeah, I know she had a bad time. She had a rough go of it. Um, but it's kind of not my fault. (laughs) It's kind of whatever, but I made a donation. So that's the end of it. Um, and hopefully I, I hope that she got some personal money out of it too. Um, I mean, I don't know, like there's no, uh, disclosure of any of the money where it went. Um, but, um, this is kind of a conclusion I think on that. I don't think that there's going to be any more post this in terms of the between Virginia Joffrey and Prince Andrew, but it does kind of, um, you know, put a period on it. You know, it shows that, Hey, like, obviously he's never going to come out and claim, or there's never going to be like public, like, Hey, guilt, he's found guilty. But in the court of public opinion, it's pretty much a done deal. Um, so, I mean, that is what it is there. Um, and the spicier news though, um, let's see, French modeling agent, Jean-Luc Brunel found dead in prison cell. Um, so this is kind of like new news, just kind of came down the pipe uh, over the weekend. But essentially, this modeling guy, um, he's 75 years old. He was found hanged in his cell. Um, obviously, like I said, this is kind of Epstein-related. This is a man who is a known affiliate associate of Jeffrey Epstein and also Jelaine Maxwell. Um, so essentially he's in the, he's in the mud here. Um, and, um, he's also been, you know, charged with crimes and rape allegations of, you know, models under him. So, you know, he was already in the sauce. Um, he was in terms of not, not drunk, but he was already in the stew. So he's boiling right now, but, um, he was, you know, pleading his innocence um, it really, in my opinion, does not look like he's the type of person who would just say, okay, I'm just going to just end it right now, but I'm sure that's how it's going to get painted. Um, but you know, we'll see how those things kind of shake out. Um, let's see. A medical examiner has ruled his, uh, death, a suicide by hanging, but, um, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the Epstein case. They were doing a little review here. I got to the bottom of the page. My bad. But um, I think they are going to do an investigation um, in terms of the, like an autopsy or whatever. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll post and say that it is what it is. You know, he was found hanged and yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure, like I said, the speculation is going to be suicide. But you didn't see my quotations. But um, I don't know. That's that's another layer for a conspiracy there. Um, interesting. Um, you know, you know, I like to dabble in that and talk about that when it pops up. Um, I do think stuff like this is the closest we're going to get to, like, Illuminati talk. Um, you know, I think the Illuminati, that how it's kind of described, isn't real. Like, in terms of, like, ooh, this ominous force and no one knows and they wear robes and do weird stuff. I mean, people like that exist, but I don't think they're controlling the world. I think the people who are controlling the world and doing fuck shit are, like, people like Epstein. The people like this Brunel guy who thought, like, hey, I'm just going to, you know fuck people's lives up and, and fuck with women and I'm going to get away with it. There's no issue here. But, you know, and also like, you know, we covered, you know, last week with, you know, religious people, like popes and shit, you know, uh, sadly, these are the real ones. You know, QAnon really doesn't like to focus and talk about that. They want to talk about the politicians and stuff, but sadly, these are the motherfuckers doing dirt and getting off, you know, scot-free pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the really fucked up thing about the Brunel thing is obviously... They were people who were looking to get justice, and they're not going to really get it now because of the situation. Um, you know, so if anything pops off, you know, if any rabbit holes are opening and I see them, I will definitely be talking about them on this podcast for sure. Um, but we have some more news in terms of the update on, um, let's see, the hate crime. Sorry, I got a little bit too ahead of myself. But um, there's an update on the hate crime case with um, the um, Aubrey killer. Aubrey, um, let's see, the McMichaels and also Brian Williams or Roddy, whatever his name is. Um, but essentially, um, the way this hate <coughs> case is going, um, like, it's, it's a different style of case. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it, too, on top of it's just an update on what's going on from, you know, their sentencing. Uh, essentially, I thought it was going to go down to a plea deal, um, but we kind of talked about how that wasn't going to go down. Um, and I think, honestly, it's a little bit for the best. I mean, even the parent, uh, the parents of Aubrey were just kind of like, nah, like, th this isn't what we want. This isn't, like, this is too light of a sentence for this. You know, if you're going to do this, we want you to go all out or at least do more. Um, and then also for the McMichaels, they're like, nah, we have to like plea all this stuff and it's not, you know, it's just not conducive to us. So we're going to go ahead. And I think all three of them are, um, going ahead with this little trial. Like I'm thinking even pleaded out. Um, but essentially they're going through text history, social media, all kinds of stuff. So the nature of this case is a little bit different than what we're trying to prove. It's not like oh, did they do this? Did they shoot him? It's no. What were their motivations behind shooting him? Were there racial motivations behind it? And I mean, this is definitely, it, it, I feel like it's it's easier in the situation where it's just like you have so much history to go back to. I mean, they, I think they have a digital footprint stretching back to 2013. I think there was a situation with the son's iPhone. They weren't fully able to get all the messages because um, they're like encrypted. And then also with Apple, you can't just go up to and say, hey, we have a warrant. Give us all the information out of that phone. They just, they won't. 
So, um, in the situation, they do have some of the backup messages they were able to find and get. But um, there's, like, a text exchange where they're, like, sharing links to, like, a song um, called Alabama N-Word. Um, so, I mean, that was just, like, a little bit of it. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's like a Facebook message that they got that off of. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a very detailed case, and they're going to be going through a lot of stuff and, um, you know, see what happens there. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the verdict is going to be in this case when it all shakes out. I um, mean, of course, we will keep you posted. Um, in the Kim Potter trial, that's where I was kind of, my mental was getting to. Um, I'm going to take a little break, a little snack break. Ooh, ah. All right. Um, I got this from ABC. Also, the um, Aubrey case, I got that from Reuters. Um, but the Kim Potter thing I got from ABC News. Um, Kim Potter, who killed Dante Wright, sentenced to 24 months um, and then a fine on manslaughter charges, manslaughter convictions. So essentially, um, she got 24 um months and a fine of a thousand dollars on friday um for the verdict of dante white uh essentially the case you know we've talked about it before um she pulled him over he was resisting trying to get back to his car um she pulled out says taser but it was actually a gun and she shoots him kills him um she was convicted uh but essentially i mean she could have been facing it says here uh, there was a maximum sentence um, of 15 years and a $30,000 fine. Um, but essentially, she was sentenced to the 24 and dollars um, And it says, like, I think a $78 surcharge will be taken out of Potter's prison wages. Um, she already has a credit of 58 days served in jail while awaiting sentencing. Um, also in her sentencing, too, I believe, like, eight months... Of it is going to be served like at home, like like a supervised kind of probation kind of thing or something like that. Um, obviously, this is a slap in the wrist. Um, you know, there's a lot of outcry. Uh, the judge, you know, said something here. She is like she goes. I recognize there will be those who disagree with the sentence. Um, that I granted a significant downward departure does not in any way diminish Dante Wright's life. His life mattered, and to those who disagree and feel a longer prison sentence is appropriate, as difficult as it may be, please try to empathize with Miss Potter's situation. Um, I don't know. It's kind of an eye roll for me. Uh, this is me being personal here. I get that there's situations where you're saying, hey, she made a mistake. That's what manslaughter is about. Like, and yada, yada, yada. But I, I do feel like this wasn't a cop. The situation would be talked about in some kind of different way. And this is a person who is an instructor. She trains people on how to properly use firearms and equipment. And um, on this night, though, she was real reckless. She was in the heat of the moment. And, um, okay, I get that. That's why it's not murder. Um, but I do feel like this is a light sentence. Um, I do feel like it sucks. But um, 
you know, we move on. Uh, you know, I like talking about it. I like putting it out there, um, whether it's it's happy, sad, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, on all these kind of things and, and what we talk about, I would love to get you guys' feedback, how you guys feel. Um, but yeah, let's see. Got some more court news. I actually spent a lot of time in court in this episode. Huh? Um, got this from CNN. Uh, Sandy Hook families reached $73 million settlement with gun manufacturer Remington. Uh, this has been an ongoing thing. I don't think we've covered it. I've covered it. Um, but essentially, this is the Sandy Hook stuff. Um, maybe I have mentioned Sandy Hook a little bit, or we did in the history sections. But, um... Let's see, the five families, uh, or the families of five children and four adults killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting received a $73 million settlement. Um, and this is from the now bankrupt Remington um, uh, company and its four manufacturers, or its four insurers, I'm sorry. So essentially, the company filed for bankruptcy and they were already done and broken up into four insurance companies who are now handling the lawsuit. Um, the initial pitch uh, of the lawsuit kind of came from, hey, the advertising of the Bushmaster AR-15 um, is a prime factor of how this all kind of came to be. And because of that, you guys are liable. You guys are financially liable, um, which is kind of a loophole because um, essentially you weren't supposed to be able to sue companies directly. So you weren't able to sue Remington for this. But because they kind of were able to find a lawyer who was willing to say, hey, no, I'm willing to take this case and I'm going to try it this way. And it worked. And uh, because of that, like, they're like, okay, uh, we'll give you like, I think the the initial was like 30000 or something like that. And they're like, no, we're going to, you know, it was 33000 nearly 33000 or Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. $33 million was the initial settlement that Remington tried to pitch. And they're like, no, we're going to, like, you know, think about it. We're going to, like, mm, you know, what we have, I think we, we might be able to try for more. We're going to try for, to go to court. And so then they're like, okay, we're going to do the um, 72. Or 73, I'm sorry. So, you know, you know, guys, you know I'm great with numbers. Um, so essentially, this is a big landmark case. Um, definitely, you know, people are happy. Um, I did, I got a little bit more of side news from like the journal, uh, podcast I listened to, um, that other gun manufacturers were like, Hey, if Remington was actually still a thing, this wasn't actually insurance companies providing this, they probably would have gone forward with it. Um, just because they felt like the case in and of itself is attacking advertising, which is kind of loose in the situation because they could prove that the person responsible in the Sandy Hook shooting like wouldn't have even seen some of the, the reference ads that they were saying were like malicious and getting people to get into guns and do things. Um, but all in all, I mean, this is definitely a good commentary, conversation point, whatever, about guns and about how you feel they should be in terms of like what's allowed to the public, what's allowed... Um, like, to be manufactured and sold how it should be, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot to it. Um, my thoughts on it, um, I mean, good that the victims of this shooting are getting some more compensation or compensation. Um, 
my thoughts on guns, though, I, I do think guns are cool. I do think guns are interesting. I have friends who have them. Um, I think gun safety is important. I think talking about it is a good thing um, in terms of, like, you know, preventing the public from getting them. It, it's it's kind of a hard thing because, I mean, that's a Second Amendment. Uh, it's a Second Amendment kind of issue, right? So it's, it is one of those things where you go, well, obviously we don't want the wrong kinds of people to get these guns, but, like, at the end of the day, people are going to find a way to get a firearm to do something if they want to. Um, that's just usually the case. Um, it is hard to prevent and prohibit that. But, you know, I do understand people saying that, you know, hey, maybe we need to try to do the best we can to make that, you know, the priority. So, you know, once again, it's one of those talking points. So I wanted to bring it up and talk about it um last is it's low-key a meme to me uh but i wanted to bring it up just because it's like hey sometimes the memes kind of provide um but this is from cnn as well but a cargo ship full of luxury cars is on fire and adrift in the middle of the atlantic uh essentially there is a ship called felicity ace and it's a big ship and it carries, um, like, uh, uh, what is it, roll-on and roll-off uh, carrying style ship, I guess that's what it is. But it, you know, puts on a bunch of cars. And this is, in this situation, it's a bunch of luxury cars. Um, like Porsches, Volkswagens. Um, I think there's some more on here. I'm a little bit in the weeds over here. But um, essentially... It had a fire in the cargo hold, and it hasn't been um, <coughs> determined what caused it, but it essentially, you know, forced the crew to have to escape. Um, I believe everyone got out all right, um, but sadly, the you know, the shift was left adrift, and it was on fire. Um, but the meme was kind of like, hey, like, with Finder's Keeper's Laws, like, if no one picks up that ship then, you know, you could get all those cars. Like, you could get, like, a bunch of Porsches. I think there's, like, a thousand Porsches or something in there. No, there's just, like, a thousand one hundred cars are on there. But, you know, obviously there's some nice, there's some nice cars. Um, but, um, owners of some of the vehicles were notified, um, because it's, like, a third-party situation, but then, then they got notified, then they tell their customers, hey, we're sorry, but it's going to be a little bit of a holdup because your car is, you know, on a cargo ship that's on fire. <laughs> so I imagine that would be really shitty um, news to get. Um, and I would be posting about that too. That's a weird kind of first word problem to get, right? Um, but yeah, that's that was a little spicy. Um, and if there is any more update, I do. I, oh, there is an update actually already. Um, the ship is being towed. So like... I think it was already being watched to make sure no one pulled any fast ones. So, therefore, it's like, hey, like, nah, nothing's going to happen. No one was actually going to just pull up, do a tow, and get it going. But they are getting it towed. And, you know, I imagine it's going to get to the people. And everyone's going to get their cars. So, that's good. Um, but, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, that's pretty much the news. Um... I appreciate you guys hanging out and listening to me. Um, let's see what else we got here in terms of like shill mode. Um, Isaiah News, gmail.com. I'm pretty sure that's it for that. 
Then I got Isaiah News 1. Um, that is my Twitter. Or maybe that's Isaiah underscore news. I don't know. I'm a little befuddled right now, guys. But I do have a Facebook page. That's Isaiah News. And maybe that's Isaiah News 1. <laughs> and an Instagram, that is for sure Isaiah News. Uh, check us out on Spotify. Check me out on Spotify, I should say. Um, check me out on the Patreon, which is patreon.com or patreon slash Isaiah News. Something like that. Um, I'm off my game today a little bit here, but thanks for sticking around. Um, I hope you guys have a good week. Um, I'll catch you soon. Hopefully it'll be the usual double header. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. Thanks for stopping by. Love ya. Mwah.